Welcome back to the show that is not doing anything of note on a Friday afternoon. It's Pro Grapplers. Introducing first, I am proving my worth by showing my worth. I am amazing Jason Sigler, and my opponent, he is the best in the world. Dot, dot, dot. He is Steve the Shin Kicker Shinny. Best in the world. You can't take that away from me. Really? Oh, I think we can. I think everybody will have probably forgotten about it by Tuesday. But nope. We will. I have uh, the trophy, Jason. Uh, trophy. Uh, Those yeah, never I'd... go away. Trophies I are feel... forever. Okay. Well, uh, ask Braun Strowman where his trophy and his belt is from the last time they went over Saudi Arabia. Forever. I want to see. I want to. I, I was going to draw it, and I. I I just you know d- didn't have the time, but I want to I want to see an illustration of because they're gonna do probably they they're scheduled to do they're tr- contracted to do like ten of these shows in Saudi Arabia. So I want to see the trophy room at WWE headquarters or the the archive whatever they call that, um, where all of these trophies and belts and everything are gonna go and just see somebody come up with an increasingly elaborate designs of these stupid trophies just laying in a room somewhere that's darkened and nobody ever goes in there ever again. Well, it's going to be in there's a there's going to be a basement bedroom somewhere in WWE headquarters where there's uh just like I say a shelf and there's going to be all these trophies and it's going to be the best in the world, it's going to be greatest royal rumble winner and like some band concert that Stephanie won at some point. I don't know. They're just going to put them all together. I mean, this one actually sense. is probably going to be in Shane McMahon's guest room or something. Like it, No, he'll, he will have it on like the little table that's in the room that he stands in every Tuesday since he appears to be back on SmackDown now. And he'll be, he'll be showing it off. Cause uh, we, we will get to that because that is uh, definitely not, we do not want to start on the low uh, points. We want to start on the highlights. Can we start that on how we're going weird that to... they have those rooms? I always thought that was weird that they make up a new office in every new new stadium that they go to. That's weird. You shouldn't do that. You don't need that. Uh, it's all kayfabe. It's all st- things that we're asked to believe, even when the things we're asked to believe are actually heinous crimes. But we're not focusing on that. As I said, we are going first to our match of the night. And uh, it's awesome that we get to focus on match of the night, focusing on the women, because I I remember us very clearly on this podcast saying evolution looks like it's going to be a shit show. And holy crap, was it not? Evolution was amazing. Evolution was a, a glorified house show, like in, from the terms of the, the pre- presentation and just kind of the feel but I also, I, I liked that at the end of the night. Like, it worked. Like, it really made it stand out. It also felt like either either or um, an NXT show or an indie show. And also that it was Triple H booked. Yeah, I would... Like, it felt like it had his fingerprints all over it. I wouldn't say it felt like a, a glorified house show. I would say it felt like a NXT show because it did have consequences the problem with like super showdown which i think everyone would agree was fine like no one has any major quandaries with super showdown except for the last match was kind of uh nostalgia jackoff fest but nothing of consequence happened and so it didn't really matter 
The only difference between Super Showdown and Evolution is titles change hands that matter. We had some storylines going forward, and it just felt like a real thing that wasn't super overdone. It wasn't super overmanaged. It was just perfectly solid, decent wrestling, which the only place we can get that in WWE these days is NXT. So Evolution felt like NXT. Yes, and again, I do not mean a house show in terms of stakes and things happening. I mean in terms of presentation. Because oh, okay. like the, the entrance and the like no ramp, that is straight out of that that is their set for when they do house shows. So yeah, that's fair enough. It, yes. That, that I did not mean in terms of that because yeah, that this continued all the storylines that we'd had on Raw and SmackDown and NXT and the May Young Classic. And uh I think it did it in spectacular fashion. It definitely, you know, didn't hit home for me on every single match uh stratus and lita versus fox and james you know mickey james carried that entire match for all four women yeah. and i think that she should be commended for that mickey um, james mickey james she is it's an unsung hero she is and i hope she gets her her due uh eventually at least but uh it, it, it was fine it was it, it was what i expected it to be especially swapping out alexa bliss for alicia fox at the last moment uh, due to injury and Alicia Fox, you know, Mr. Q on the the interruption and the ref kind of had to help her. And so it, it, it was fine. It, it was, a, it was the show opener and that's probably what it should have been. Cause having that anywhere else on the card would have not looked great. Um, so I always love battle Royals. Oh, you want to talk more about that match first? No, no, no. I, I was just going to have had general thoughts, but let's talk about the battle Royale. Let's, 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 you, we can go point by point and then I have some final thoughts. Yeah, so the Battle Royal, uh, again, like I, I enjoy those matches. I, I like more the Royal Rumble style where you get introduced, you know, as you come out, as the match goes on. Not everybody gets introduced and then everybody's in the ring together and then they start fighting. Uh, but that did get us a nice moment with the Iconics at the beginning where, unfortunately, they got eliminated, but they also got to get microphones. So that was that was wonderful. Um, I knew they were not going to win at that point, and that was fine. They got their moment, and... Uh, lots of fun little moments in the match, you know, with, uh, um, uh, Zelina Vega saying, I've, I've won, you know, haha, you did never throw me out. I'm going to win this thing. And then whoops, that's not actually going to happen. Obviously. Um, Nia Jax wins the whole thing, which I, I wasn't huge fan of because this is for a championship opportunity. And She's had if them. there's anybody there that's gotten a lot of opportunities lately uh, and has been champion, it's Nia Jax. So I was hoping to see it go to like Ember Moon or something, but uh, that was not to be this day. So, but I, I thought it was a fun match. Yeah, definitely should have gone to Ember Moon when it was down to the two of them. I was really, really excited. She could really use uh, a big push. She's an excellent giant killer. That's always the problem is who do you have realistically take out the giant and Ember Moon, I think, is a great candidate for that. But I thought this was a great match. I really liked it. Everyone got their own intro. It wasn't like a lot of battle royales that we've seen where everyone just kind of magically appears in the ring, including Tatanka right. somehow. And, you know, <laughs> I would have if loved... If Tatanka had been in this match, that would have been awesome. I would have loved a Tatanka moment where everyone just kind of like looks like, Tatanka? And he's like, oh... I'm so sorry. I just, I didn't realize whenever, here's a little secret. Yeah. Whenever there's a battle royale, I just appear. I, yep. I'm so glad you let me out. I need to run to the bathroom. You ladies, go have your night. And then he just hops on out and goes pee. <laughs> Women's wrestling. Clap, 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 clap. 
I'll, I'll take off. Thank you. <laughs> um, I, yeah, there's like little fun moments where uh, uh, Carmella does a dance break because, of course, she does. But she actually dances with R Truth, who's in the crowd, and he's dancing with her. Just you know, there's a lot of moments where they showed the guys, but luckily it was the context of I am here supporting the women. Yeah, it's not exactly. like I'm now going to focus on this man. No, no, it was very much like when they cut to friends and family in in the stadium at the World Series or whatever, which I thought made it feel it actually made it feel more real to me like if none of the yeah. guys had showed up it would have been like dude come on these are your friends these are your co-workers in some cases oh, these yeah. are your wives like be there for them and they were and i thought that was great yeah and uh, uh speaking of moments that felt real you know maria canellis is in the match and so she uh, they mention her and her family at one point and they pan out to the audience and see her husband and her daughter there and you know the daughter has the headphones on and he's pointing at mommy like look look she's doing it and jason marked so that, out like never before well i mean we got to hear the song again so of course i did <laughs> damn it the greatest greatest song ever written. Um. So yeah, Battle Royal, uh, fun again. Exactly what I expected it to be. Uh, moving on to the next match was one of the the more anticipated ones. It was the Mae Young Classic final with Storm and Shirai. Uh, I still cannot be bothered to give two shits about Tony Storm. I'm sorry, <laughs> but the match was good. I, I enjoyed the match. It was a uh, a good continuation of everything from Mae Young Classic and. I I didn't like Tony Storm winning, but I also knew she was going to win, so whatever. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, we're not going to get two Japanese competitors winning two years in a row. That's just not the world we live in. And I like Tony Storm. I think she's fine. I don't think she, she's the pinnacle of women's wrestling like some people put her up to be. But I also I could give if you can't give two craps about her, I will give I will give one. I will give one, I will give her one. I've now marked this podcast as explicit, so if you want to say shit, you can. <laughs> I'm working on not saying that in case my kids <laughs> show up behind me. <laughs> that's that's a good point. Uh, mine, I don't think, are around, and one can't hear me. Any well, can't can't parse what I'm saying. Anyways, he can hear me, but he can't. Um, yeah, my two biggest things with Tony Storm, just real quick, are again, she's she's a rocker chick, but she's way too clean. She's like, again, Rhea Ripley looks way more like a rocker chick than she does. And she just pulls it off so much better. Uh, and the faces she makes. The faces that, that when she's like trying to lift up uh, Shirai for a powerbomb or whatever and like power through. Her power through face looks like, I'm a little kid and I'm doing it. <laughs> it's it's the worst face. I hate that face. Uh, see, I'm, uh, I would call you out on it, but you notice these things better than I do. You were the one who ruined Bobby Lashley for me with your pit smelling point out. So now you, I'm going to go back and watch the next time Tony Storm performs, and it's probably going to ruin it for me. And I'm going to blame you. You can't convince me okay of the good that. things of wrestlers, but you can sure convince me of the bad. Yeah, that's I'm, that's what I focus on. Unfortunately, that's why I'm here. But uh, so Tony Storm wins. Uh, I thought it was funny that they give her the incredibly sharp uh, looking trophy and flowers to hold, and they're like, "All right, now now pose for everybody. You won. This is your moment." And that that's when uh, Sarah Amato, previously Del Rey, the the trainer that basically has brought all these women up, and they they focus on as the 
part of the reason why this thing is even happening that the, the women's women's revolution is happening because of her in part uh she finally gets her hug and she's already holding all this crap so it's like oh okay i'll just kind of hug you a little bit because i don't want to be stabbed <laughs> I, I just thought that was a funny little moment at the end but um yeah i as a, a, a good match i they got to suplex on the hardest part of the ring from shirai that looked like it was very very much hurt and uh I, I, it was it was damning, and I'll get to, we'll get to this in a little bit with the match uh, itself. But seeing Shirai's moonsault and then seeing Charlotte's, my God, <laughs> step up your game, Charlotte. That was that was striking. That to have both those on the same show was uh doesn't look good for Charlotte. I don't think. Um, but we'll get to that because Charlotte did look good later in the night. Uh, Riot Squad, Banks, Bailey, Natalia. Again, what I thought it was going to be. I think uh, Banks and Bailey got uh, some good moments in the sh- in the match, and that's kind of all I wanted out of it. I knew what everything else in that match basically would be. So, yeah, I I, I was impressed with this match. Actually, I thought it turned out better than I thought it would. I still think Riot Squad has a lot of future, and they should keep being the Riot Squad. Oh yeah, they're they're not breaking up anytime soon. If only because Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan have little upside on as singles competitors at this point. I they need to keep them together. Ruby Riot would be absolutely fine, and I think would flourish as a singles. Uh, which I, I I think they should do that. I think they should break her off. Say I'm doing my own thing, just like they did with Paige. Except you know it's not because of injury. It's just I'm gonna do my own thing. You guys stay a team, and you know. And fight for those tag titles they're going to come up with. That doesn't make point. any sense. They're the well, Riot Squad. That's uh, uh, it, it, in namesake only, I think. I, I don't think Manny Rose and uh, Sonya Deville go by Absolution anymore. I think they're just there themselves. I don't think well, they especially. do anything. This was the first time we'd seen them in months. Please don't do, don't Absolution the Riot Squad. That's not true. They, they still wrestle. They still wrestle uh, pretty regularly. And also, that was another moment from the Battle Royal was in a... Uh, they're you know teaming up to take out people and then uh mandy rose just dumps Sonya deville is just like i mean sorry that's what we do in these matches right and then gets dumped herself and that's that's also what happens in these matches mm-hmm. mandy you should have known uh next on the card was the uh, the best match of the night by uh, for me and uh, that's a a tough call because the next one after that was also amazing but uh sane versus baszler if only just because of the history on it the the callbacks to all the other matches the just the 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 short but fierce rivalry that these two have built together is awesome and the fact that it goes all the way back to the first May Young Classic uh, is awesome and the only thing I didn't like about it is that Mauro Ranallo was not there to call it that man deserved to be there calling that match that would have been cool that was the only bad thing about it. I wish they could have replaced Cole with Ronaldo just for that match. But um yeah, I love the match, knew I would. Again, love all the the callbacks, the the pin off of the the uh Kirafuda clutch, which is fun watching that with my wife cuz she was like, "What they call that? The Kirafuda Huda?" <laughs> I spelled it out for her. It's like, "See? Oh, oh, that's not what I heard at all." It's like, "Well, you're you're listening with one ear while you, while I watch a wrestling thing, so that's why." Um and then the ending, you know, we finally get involved with the three of the four horsewomen, at least. Yeah. That's, uh... This, this 
more than more than the title change, this is what actually made this not a house show and made this show have stakes. Is now we're finally kicking off the rumored four horsewomen of MMA plotline, and we're doing it in a in a way that kind of throws a lot of things going forward into question because they're they're starting out definitely as heels, but Ronda's oh yeah the hottest baby face. Like, well, they're not going anywhere close to that yet, and I can tell you where they're going with this because they've been doing it at house shows for NXT apparently. Um, three of the four horsewomen will be fighting against Kairi Sane, Io Shirai, and Mia Yim for quite some time. Interesting. Yeah, that, it hasn't happened on TV yet, but that's what they've been running with the house shows to kind of prepare for it. And yeah, those I don't know what they're going to call themselves, some kind of triad because I think it was, Asian it was ladies because that's what they're going to go. Sane and Shirai were I forget what they called themselves, but they were a team in uh, Lucha Underground. Oh, were they part of the Black Lotus Society? Yes, that's what it was. Uh, yeah, so okay, the, two oh, of the Devin three are Oki, already there, which was the weirdest. Well, I mean, okay, you can't have everything. <laughs> Got to take what you can get. Um, so yeah, that's that's hey, where if I, I think can this get is Devin probably... Oki, I'm having a pretty good day. <laughs> I think that's probably where this is going. Uh, I don't know that they'll have a War Games match. This War Games, uh, the previous ma- the match that we have set up so far for that is a four on four. So I don't know if they would get that or not. I, th- I think they should. I think the women should definitely get a War Games match. I think that would be awesome. Especially involving uh, these six women so far would be kick-ass on so many levels. But yeah, that's, uh, that's a great setup to where we're going next, which is bringing in Shafir and Duke as actual wrestlers on NXT. And I... I NXT is getting too big. It's getting too big for an hour-long show. I understand that they tape them all at once, and so you get to see, you know, if you're there watching the taping, you get to see everybody all at one taping, but that's on a, on a card that has Adam Cole, Keith Lee, now Matt Riddle, uh, War Raiders, and, and so many others. That I can't, you know, and yeah, it's just, Bobby how do you Fish give all these guys time? Yeah, yeah, you don't, yeah. and that's a problem. And that's what really worries me about all the signing of new talent. We are running out of places to put them. And the WWE is like kids on Christmas. They're like, oh, I want this toy. I want this toy. I want this toy. You're not going to play with the ones you have. Or you're not going to take care of them. You keep leaving Finn Balor out and I'm stepping on him every night. Stop it. Clean up your stuff and play with what you have. And show us you can take care of... Kevin Owens, not a good example because he's hurt, but you weren't taking good no, care of him beforehand. No, it actually is. Yeah, because they did nothing with him before. So, yeah, you show us you could take care of Kevin Owens, and then maybe we will give you a Matt Riddle. Right. You played with him really good when you first got him. You made him the champion, and then... Hit... Where is he? Do you even know where Kevin Owens is now? <laughs> yeah. Do you even know where your Kevin Owens is? No. That's what I thought. I took him away two weeks ago because you weren't taking care of it, and you didn't You didn't even, even notice. notice. <laughs> He's up in my closet. This deserves one of those uh, Simpsons gifts where Vince's head is pasted over one of the kids. <laughs> yeah, that, that uh, very, very good. Um, the next match was the penultimate match of the card, but holy hell, was it uh, either a contender for match of the night or was the match of the night? Uh, was Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair in the last woman standing match? And it, it, I love that they played with the trope of 
WWE does stupid things with last man, last person standing matches where, you know, we pile a bunch of crap on them so they can't get up. Haha, ha, I won because they couldn't stand and did that to Charlotte and Charlotte just got out of the chairs like, why'd you put a bunch of chairs on me, damn it? And uh, then had the actual finish just be, no, Becky just powerbombed you through a table. Uh, that's going to make you, you know, incapacitate you enough. The biggest problem I had with the match was the ref which was not being consistent with the calls. Like he would, he would say Charlotte's on her feet at the nine count, which he's not actually standing. And then she actually gets to her feet, but isn't quite standing for the 10 count. And he calls her out, uh, rings the bell. That just, that irked me, but it wasn't, it didn't ruin the match for me. It just, you know, it was yeah, the only I bad mean, thing that's, it. I miss, I don't know what I would call that. It, it was fine, but yeah, you're definitely right. There was some inconsistency, but there's always inconsistency about refereeing in wrestling why can this person get involved sometimes but not this person why can you do this why can you do that why do you i don't know why can you overturn some things and not others it's inconsistent and you just got to accept that referees in wrestling are a force of nature and sometimes they rain and sometimes they shine yes but i i would say both women shined in this match and it was uh it was they have had last women standing matches in NXT before. And of course that one, you know, tore down the house was Nikki cross. Uh, crap. Who else was it? Now I can't remember, but it was an awesome match. Oh, as a, uh, 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 Kyrie Sane. Was she one of them. I'm going to stop talking about that. Cause I can't remember. Obviously <laughs> should have done my research. Uh, it was an awesome match. And this one is an awesome match. Uh, I think they both, did a great job uh, making this look physical, like uh, the slams on the ladder and stuff. They did, they really went for it. And uh, yeah, I mean, hats yeah. off to both. So glad that Becky Lynch is still the champ. She's a strong champ. Uh, she looks all the better for winning that match. Charlotte Flair uh, currently floundering. Apparently that page says on SmackDown, I want you to be my, my, captain of the women's survivor series match and she says uh maybe not i don't feel so great right now talk to me <laughs> later so yeah uh this match reaffirmed my faith in wrestling it got me i was so hyped going into it like fr- friday saturday super hype just for this match honestly didn't care about anything else from a storyline perspective in evolution i think i talked about it on the last show and coming out of it this got me so hyped for Tuesday this 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 match carried me through Tuesday carried me through a week raw I'm like I cannot wait for more Becky Lynch because hooray for Becky Lynch all right so real quick we'll jump to Smackdown what did you think of her brief promo on Ronda Rousey uh on Smackdown uh so I remember I remember their showdown afterwards where they just called each other champ is this just the one that was stupid it's all right. She basically just came out and said, uh, you know, I'm I'm the champ. I won that match. Obviously, uh, I, I am the hottest thing going. And uh, Survivor Series, I'm not coming to. And she compares herself basically to Nikki Bella and and Ronda and saying, I'm just coming here to take your to uh, tear your arms off. And then throws the mic down, lifts the title, and just walks off with the title held high. Like that is. That is the kind of promo she should be cutting right now. Mm-hmm. Not a big wordy thing that's going to get people to cheer, whatever. They're going to cheer her anyways. Um, and they seem to be leaning more towards that. I don't know if maybe they're going with Rousey being the heel for that match-ish. <sighs> I mean, clearly it's going to be both are, you know, I, I, tweeners or both faces. Yeah, and they're, they're both going to get cheered for different reasons. But 
I think they realize, I hope they realize that they each have their own audience, that they have convinced a certain portion of their, they've convinced a certain demographic that Ronda Rousey is who they should be cheering for. And another demographic has decided for themselves, or I would say Becky Lynch has convinced another demographic that they should be cheering for her because she's doing all the things we've ever wanted her to do. And yeah, I think people are just going to cheer for their favorites. And I like that in a champion versus champion match. I I don't think there needs to be a storyline telling you should root for this person or you should root for that one. I don't think you need a bad person. I think it can just be a contest of champions. And this match could could actually be something where they do something interesting with Ronda. If Becky Lynch wins, Ronda doesn't lose her title. She still stays a champ, but now you've put a bit of doubt. You've you've kind of shown that there that there is a chance and that makes everything a lot more interesting. So really excited for it. And Becky Lynch has made me realize just how important how you hold a title physically is because she holds the title better than anybody else with her little pose. She poses with that. I love that. It's so unique. It's so different. And I loved the image at the end of the night where she was holding it right in Rhonda's face. That was glorious. Yeah, it is a small thing, but it's also a, a one that I, I cling to when, uh, you know, Roman Reigns had the title and he kind of just, he, he, he grabbed it like it was an afterthought. Mm-hmm. I mean, even more so than Brock Lesnar, mm-hmm. just like, uh, just like dragging it almost. And it's like, I get why you're doing that. You're showing that I'm, I'm this brute. I'm going to fight anybody, but also it's supposed to be this prestigious thing. So you should be holding it high. Like every moment you get showing off. Like, look, look what I am. I'm the champ. I'm the best. Well, not even necessarily that. That that definitely works. But you need to hold it with something that makes you different. Like Alexa Bliss, she holds it in her own way. Uh, Alexa Bliss Steve is Austin. the best t- championship holder in history. Yeah, yeah. Come at me. Uh, uh, Steve Austin, he did not show the championship a lot of respect, but he carried it in a unique way. Pete Dunne uses it like a freaking chew toy because he is a rabid dog like the way they use the title is part of their character and when you just put it around your waist and you go and hip thrust at people like Brock Lesnar does it's not a part of your character it's just a fashion accessory and the championship should be more than that yeah Brock carries it on his shoulder and when he does that he does it well because it's a huge championship and he has a huge shoulder so I think that that it looks look like someone smeared looks... jam on a piece of shiny toast sure I mean that's the that's the title's fault not his but uh I I, I agree it does make the make the person uh I think Stone Cold's was my favorite when he would like you know be he would focus more on drinking beer than he would be to take his belt with him He'd he'd just throw it throw it to the side when people would be throwing him beers, and he'd roll out of the ring, and then be like, "Oh shit! I'm oh yeah, beer! And get that! Uh, yeah. Oh no, more God. beer! Oh okay. Uh, yeah, I, I agree that that makes the man and or woman. And uh, I, I I had forgotten Pete Dunn. I apologize for that. Uh, yeah, I think Pete Dunn's I, the best championship holder, right? Not not only does he put it in his mouth, but he also poses with it in his mouth. That's like <laughs> asking for photos to be taken. Of, I'm gonna punch myself in the face. I hate this thing in my mouth so much. I think he's a weird guy. So gross. I think that's why he's. I don't think he gets injured. I think he gets weird diseases from the floor of every stadium that he's ever been in because he puts the belt down and then he puts it in his mouth. Like his parents have to just be like, "Stop putting that in your mouth. That is dirty." Yeah. Um. We'll wrap up the Evolution card with the, mat- the final match of the night was Ronda Rousey, Nikki Bella. 
Uh, I knew I, I knew it was going to be the main event going in. That's fine. I knew it wouldn't be my favorite match on the card. That's fine. Uh, I, it's it's still fun watching Ronda Rousey wrestle because she's still putting it together in some ways, and some of her moves they, they don't come off. They're botches. They, they they look like it, but also she's just such a rough wrestler. Like she's like Brock Lesnar like in that way that it's like she doesn't care that she botched that. She's still going to make it hurt you. And like there was a um, move off the top that was kind of kind of just like a pile up. Kind of, I, I don't know what it was supposed to be, but it kind of just ended up with everybody just kind of falling off the top and then turned into an arm bar because, of course, it did. <laughs> um, that that looked, you know, again, rough, but I think it works for her character. Like, she's just, she's going to get the job done, and it doesn't really matter how it looks or what she does. This is going to sound condescending, but I mean it in the best way possible. It's like watching my kid figure out soccer. Like, as I have my kid play more and more sports and he gets better at it and he starts to like his passion for it becomes evident and he improves it's the same thing with ronda rousey she's getting visibly better with each match she's becoming her own performer she's coming into her own and it's really fun to see this process that we don't normally get to see because normally they wait until people are way more polished before giving them this kind of a rub or they'll be up there for like a match or two and we just like say, oh, what a botch fest. And we just kind of write them off and they don't get a lot of good shots. She has enough star power that they're keeping her around. She's improving leaps and bounds each time. So they have a lot of faith in her. And it's it's really interesting. It's a look into a part of the process that we don't normally get to see. And that's great. I will say the one thing about her that I would improve or maybe just change I, the intricate braids on her hair when she actually has a fight, I get that that's supposed to make it feel like it's, it's fighting time, it's fight night, but they look stupid once she's wrestled. Case in point, the uh, the promo that she has with Becky afterwards where Becky has also braids in her hair, but she looks composed in a way. Ronda Rousey looks like that uh, weird baby spider thing from Toy Story. <laughs> she's talking to Becky Lynch and it doesn't make me like fear for her in any way. It just looks stupid. So there's and a kayfabe reason for this. Rhino is better at doing braids than whoever does Ronda Rousey's. I mean, I, they're fine. I, I've never done a braid. Oh, I have done a braid too, <laughs> but I, I've never done to like that tiny, that tight. I can't imagine, you know, it, it, it would take a long time. I would think. And it's just, just stop it. Just it, it looks silly. It doesn't do anything for her look. Give her just like, you know, a regular MMA top top braid or whatever and you know, hair up and square up. Don't hair up for five hours and then square up. It just it just looks silly, especially after the fact. Uh that was my, you know, only gripe with it really. Thought the match was fine. Nikki Bella loses as she should and uh, unfortunately says this is not over, which sucks, but it, it, mean, it, it might be over. People say things aren't over that are over all the time. It's wrestling. That's true. That's true. I do, I do like the promo of her saying it's not over and Brie looking at her like, really? <laughs> it felt like it was over. I think you're done. You should do that again. Yeah. On the whole, I thought it was a great show and really, really well performed, but it made me think about something because a lot of the matches while extremely well performed didn't have a lot of stakes and they didn't have a lot of story going into them didn't have a lot of booking and i feel like if it had been a regular pay-per-view we would have made a lot harder on that because we wanted this one to succeed we wanted the women to succeed and i think that's great so this kind of changed my view on wrestling in general like i should be this 
understanding and focus on the performers and giving them the benefit of the doubt for all matches and all wrestling. And so I think I was a little nicer to crown jewel and other wrestling I've seen since then, because of like, you know what booking decisions are often bad and that's not the fault of the person that kind of gets the brunt of it. And as a personal thing, I'm just going to kind of be a little more optimistic about wrestling and boy, did I need to be. Yes. And we'll get to that in a bit. Um, I will disagree with that. I do not think that I think this was one of the bigger story pay-per-views they've had. Um, you've got the final finals of the Mae Young classic where that's, that's a whole story that's been building for several episodes. Um, St. Baszler is a story that's been told over like the last year, year and a half, whatever it's been. Uh, Lynch flair is the possible culmination of that entire story. That's been going on for months. Uh, Rousey Bella is not a great story, but it's, it's definitely got, you know, heat there and has uh, a story behind it. Uh, I, I don't agree with that at all. Well, okay. So let's, let's break all that down. Big tournament. Let's not break it all down. Cause we don't have that much time. Okay. Well, no, I'll be, I'll be fast. Big Quick tournament. Time. Not really a story. It's just an event that's happening. It's like the cruiserweight classic. If that thing had been a cruiserweight class, been like, yeah, it was a good match, but didn't have a lot of stuff going into it. We, we'd been through this exact same thing. We were a little harder on it. I think we should have been nicer about it. Uh, saying Baszler, absolutely agree. That was great. Obviously, Ronda, uh, not Ronda, uh, Charlotte, Becky was great. But we usually get two good matches going into it. And I still think the build to... Uh, Ronda Rousey versus the Bella Twins was stupid and sexist and didn't do anyone any favors. All right. I I disagree with that, but we'll we'll yeah, move on because right. Evolution uh, stands as uh, an awesome show. It was uh, great. Definitely we'll have to do it again. Uh, hopefully it gets bigger and better every time. And uh, I, I don't love seeing all the women standing together at the end of the night on the ramp, you know, as every united but i also do love it so i uh, yeah i'm not gonna throw any shade at it i uh, next time somebody needs to attack all of those women <laughs> somebody get called up from nxt and just uh, let's do a nexus thing let's do a women's nexus and have like five women come from nxt and just annihilate the entire roster that and say all right this cool. is our place now that would be kind of cool because they have yeah. they're starting to have enough women they could absolutely do that and that's how you get it up to 50 there you go that would um totally work NXT UK had two episodes this week, and one episode featured a match between Noam Dar and Zach Gibson. And I'm not really going to run down the match. There's not really a rivalry there. It's just that this guy hates this guy, so let's fight. <laughs> Zach Gibson seems to hate everybody, so uh, he you know, just wants to beat up everyone. And he did, and he beat the holy hell out of Noam Dar for a good 15 minutes. And uh, Dar's scrappy enough to survive it and also you know, come out looking better for it, I think. And it, it's a heck of a match. Like if you have not watched any of those shows yet, you should at least watch that episode. It was the third one. And, uh, the other matches also on the, on the two cards are also, you know, definitely worth watching. You get mustache mountain, having a match, you get only one women's match, which kind of sucks, but uh, they're kind of building up that division slowly, but surely it seems like, uh, Danny Birch gets a match. Who's he's going to be having a title match with Pete Dunn, which is going to be killer because both those guys hit very hard. Um, Trent Seven has a match in singles competition, so it's uh, it, yeah, a whole a whole good thing. They're also building up the Coffee Brothers as the 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 kind of heel faction to beat on the show already, and uh, they've also gained another member in Wolf Wolfgang to help them uh, 
take out everyone. So uh, yeah, they're they're building that brand slowly but surely. But it's a it's a fascinating thing to watch and uh, also a very good show. So if you haven't watched that, check that out most definitely. Uh, other match of the night is a surprising one because it comes from SmackDown and very little good, I think, came out of the main roster this week. That's why we're not talking about much of it. But they did have AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan. Now, you may ask yourself, wasn't that supposed to be on Crown Jewel? Yes, it was. We instead did it on SmackDown for reasons we'll discuss later. But it was an awesome match. Like, it was it, it was given the time. It was given the, the pathos of them both trying to injure an arm uh, body part so they can win the match. And Styles, you know, gets the better of that. At the in the end and hits the uh, gets the uh, calf crusher, calf crusher. I was, I was like hitch. No, that's something else. Somebody <laughs> calls it. What's it called? Uh, the the leggy yeah, the calf bendy. crusher. Yeah, the, I'm I'm gonna break your arm, your leggy. Uh, on Brian and wins, and so I, I I'm glad I got to see that match. So I didn't have to watch uh, Crown Jewel to see it. That also is you know. Designed to leave Daniel Bryan behind because he is not going to Saudi Arabia. Did not go to Saudi Arabia. Um, again, we'll we'll talk about that when we very very briefly bring up Crown Jewel at the end, the pay per view which shall not be named. But first, let's talk about a killer gimmick. One of these we already hit on uh, was the three of the four horsewomen uh, coming to NXT officially and fighting possibly a, a triad of some sort. I'm not sure what they'll call themselves, but uh, that is that's going to rule for quite some time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mentioned it before, but very excited for this. Very interested to see how they're going to go with it as they merge in other performers, but I think having the three of them just kind of run rush out over NXT for a while. It'd be very cool. We also got to see Matt Riddle having his first NXT TV match. Bro, uh, bro, 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 bro. I really need to look up uh, more matches of his. Cause I want to know what I have in store. Really? Uh, I need to do the same for Keith Lee. Cause I haven't seen a whole lot of his either, but uh, dude has a really uh, different look and feel and every everything about him feels unique which is good because you know you can get into a samey uh feel with uh some people and it's like well you're not gonna fit in because i've already got two of those <laughs> but you do not have another matt riddle and uh he, i can say that after watching only one short match of his he he, he reminds me of adon from street fighter alpha so you know maybe it's just the shorts but i i that's where i would put him at very different very unique it sounds like a crutch because I use the other half of him, this match all the time as a good place to go, but Matt Riddle versus Will Ospreay. Heck of a match. Uh, I'm trying to remember what promotion in England did it, but it was super good. But Matt Riddle's awesome. Very excited. Really, you know, really wish they had a better track record with uh, performers like him. They don't? Yeah, we'll see. Uh, looking at you, Shinsuke. Um I was looking but, at Finn, but you know, Shinsuke is also an excellent example. Uh, Finn, Finn's—he's uh, come and gone so long ago. I—I I don't have any hope for Finn, and anymore, it's still sad. Yeah, I—I I would not be surprised to see them move him to two hundred five live, and that would be ultra sad. But also, maybe he would at least get to shine some. I don't know. Um, 
so yeah, I'm, I'm going to look up more of his stuff and also just I can't wait to see his next match and his first rivalry really in NXT because that's, that's going to be dope because this match was dope. Um, something I totally forgot to mention last week, but I have to bring up this week, is we finally got the reveal of who attacked Aleister Black and it was it, it took a long time and I think it took a long time because they were still letting Black heal up a little bit. Um and also just playing through more Johnny Gargano stuff while he was out. But we finally got the reveal. It was really well done. And it's Johnny Gargano. And that's surprising. Not just because of who it is, but because of how they did it. And uh, I like that three, three, maybe four of the people that are involved on TV like know it. Like they know who it is. They're just not saying it because you know, that would reveal it to the crowd. And they only reveal it finally when Johnny comes out and just <laughs> says, I'm right here after kicking him in the head. Uh, I just thought that was really well done, and I like Johnny Gargano being uh, ultra heel and now fighting Aleister Black at War Games. But how did Nikki know? They still haven't explained that. I that she's watching. No, they did. Oh, she, she was, was just they uh, watching. She was on the roof, like she was. Why was she on Nikki the Cross. roof? <laughs> yeah, she because that's where Sanity hung out. That's that was cool. the, that was. That's in canon. Like they before their matches, they would be hanging out up there, p- spray painting things on the roof, <laughs> uh, and so that's where she just was. And that's yeah. In the many like video things they saw where we have where we find out they have like thirty security cameras at NXT Performance Center outside uh, in the patio area. We, one of them showed like her just like lurking on the roof and like looking down. And they're like, "What does Nikki Cross know? Does she know who did it? Does she see?" Will she tell anyone? And so, yeah, that's why that's why she knows. Is okay. that they did the homework and they did show why she knows. That's cool. I I, yeah. I thought it was going to be some Twin Peaks thing where like she saw it. She's, in just, she's crazy, so something. she knows. Yeah, exactly. She's yeah. She's I, Scottish. I would buy Jason. that. Scottish is European is magic. I mean, or yes, being it, is, it is, and I I would buy that. But no, they they actually did the work and I mean showed that she was on the roof, so she saw it. So uh, yeah. Uh, I'd love her just going around for weeks just and like uh, hitting all the security guys on the shoulder. <laughs> he's coming. He's coming. I know. I know. It's just, it, it's it's great for her character. It's great for Nikki Cross. Uh, I'm glad they involved her in that. And she also still gets to wrestle. Like it's not just that they're using her in this silly angle and didn't let her wrestle. She also wrestled matches the entire time that had nothing to do with that feud. Um so yeah, uh, hats off to everybody that uh, had to do with that. That was awesome. And I also love uh, Champa's reaction on social media. He hasn't been on the show to say anything other than the episode where it was revealed. Uh, but he's, you know, saying like, you know, DIY reborn, pasting his and Johnny Gargano's heads on DX's heads, saying this will be us in a few years. <laughs> like, it will be, I, but... <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I would love to see a rebirth of DIY as a tag team, but they're just the vicious heel tag team. That would be see. I don't want uh, that. I want them to. I don't want it right now. Yeah, maybe in a year, but like they need to keep fighting. But they can fight as double heels, or let's face turn Champa. Let's let's. I don't know. Let's have him help some old ladies across the street somehow. I I Tommaso Champa does not cross streets. (laughs) Streets cross him, and then they pay for it. Chuck Norris thing. Uh, we we got to move on because we still have to really briefly talk about something I thought, even though I didn't watch it, had <laughs> no heat.
So, uh, I, I, I'm not going to talk about it in detail because I didn't watch it because I was protesting it. I didn't want to watch that crap show in that crap place. Um, but Raw and SmackDown mostly built up Crown Jewel, and I think we're all the worse for it. And I couldn't care less about it going in. And after hearing the results, I'm really glad I didn't watch it. And uh, I, I b- briefly will mention that John Cena was written out so Bobby Lashley could be in his place. Uh, so we found out on Monday that officially John Cena was not going. Uh, Bobby Lashley did such a great job beating up Finn Balor that Corbin gave him his spot, saying, hey, John Cena never qualified, so I'm giving you his spot. And then Daniel Bryan just, you know, they had their match on Tuesday because Shane McMahon came back and said, that's what we're doing. So that that was their reasons for keeping Daniel Bryan and John Cena home. So they didn't go uh, in their place. They brought freaking Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Another of their PR disasters shows up in the home of PR disasters <laughs> to say, Hey, what's up, Hulkamaniacs? Oh, it's uh, it's all just such a bad look, and I hate it all. And what did you think? You watched it. I did. Uh, if, if we're going to be quote-unquote journalism journalists, you got to... We are not. I know, but we have we have a podcast. We, gotta be... we do. If we're going to be podcasters. You got to podcast everything. Um, not, no, no, no. That, that is absolutely not true. There are many people who are protesting it and are not going to talk about it at all, other than to say the results. Like, there, there are plenty of people who are saying, nope, I absolutely will not have anything to do with this show. So we could, and okay. I would be happy to, but, but you watched it. So, so you got to remember, I was a journalist. I lived with journalism for a long time. That just strikes me as extremely. Uh, that. That morally protest. Sits, no, that protest morally sits, is absolutely morally right. It is, but not if you're a journalist because it's your f- f- job. But we're not. We are not. But we t- pretend to be. <laughs> you make me no, pretend to I, be. No, 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 no. I enjoy a show and I like talking about it in public to for people to listen to. I am not a journalist. You 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 re- you recant the news. You recant the things that happen. You you journalists you, do work. Uh, th- this is not the point of the show. Anyways, you-, you talk about a little bit of the show. All right. We talk about the results. Uh, uh, bullshit. All right. Hulk Hogan was stupid. He was there for like 30 seconds. Like, I obviously, some- he-, he was there to tick a box. I don't think, like, everyone's like, he's going to come in and save this match. He's going to come in and save that. He didn't do Jack. He just came out and said, this is Hulkamania in Saudi Arabia. I'm getting paid for this. So that was stupid. Uh, then we ran through all the. World Cup matches, they were all fine. They actually, there was a lot of continuity between them. People did a great job of remembering their injuries. Uh, but the people who moved on were uh, four of the best performers at that. I mean, of course, Ziggler and Rollins are going to remember their injuries. That's kind of their thing. They're very good about that. The Miz is the same thing. And Rey Mysterio was just a consummate professional. Uh, up until that point, everything was great. And then we had Samoa Joe versus... AJ Styles, it was it was one of those things where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to focus on the positive. The performers did fantastic. Yes, there was no story going into it. It was the same old rehashed of, hey, AJ. But that's fine. Was, they, I still like both these guys. It was a great match. I do think they're kind of burying Samoa Joe, but they already kind of buried him before, and that sucks. But AJ Styles, still AJ Styles. And then things went crazy. Everything went nuts. 
That's when we had the Brock Les- Brock Lesnar uh, Samoa. spammed F fives and is still now the champion again. Yeah, they had uh, so you know I instantly fantasy book everything as as it happens, and I'm constantly rewriting my head canon. They could have had this amazing thing where he because he kept F fiving him and he kept kicking out. He could have been like, okay, and he took he literally took his gloves off like he's gonna bust him open. We're gonna get Braun Strowman bleeding like Steve Austin and overcoming anyway. Nope. One more F5 and that's enough. Five's the magic number. That's why it's called the F5. That was I, when I when I read about that, I was at Brock Lesnar's champion again and how it happened, I just like I I I'm done with universal championship. Like it's I It's cursed. It's terrible. I don't care who holds it. It doesn't mean anything. I, but it really, 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 really sucks that they gave it to him again. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I just don't. <laughs> it was one of those things like, so, so the only good scenario I can think of this is either he leaves with it and then we just get a new belt, and that's fine, or AJ Styles challenges him to a title unification match and wins, and then we just stop this nonsense, and we... I don't know what we do with it, but I could see AJ Styles walking around with two belts. Yeah, I, whatever. I just get the title off of one of them, so, but now they both still have the titles, so well, now they're going to fight at Survivor Series, so. I'm okay with AJ we, still we, holding see, it. I, I do. Somebody needs to take it off of him because I, we need another champion. I, I, agree. I, I, I would be okay with it, but, I mean, given the other option... <laughs> I think AJ Styles at least shows up to work. Yes, he does, and so it's Mojo, and also yep, absolutely kill people. But so. you, you wouldn't want. I, I I really wanted that, but they should have pulled that trigger before. You're not gonna do that in a a place like Saudi Arabia. That's just not doesn't make. Any That's sense. not necessarily true. They they absolutely could, and also I was surprised that they they do love subverting expectations when these things happen that they have to rewrite everything at the last second they like doing that and so i figured you know, they they may pull the trigger on joe's champion here and that would be you know finally culminate in all the the months of fights that they had and actually pay this off and then no styles just wins again and it's like oh my god i can't believe they went with that on the same show where lesnar wins the title again was just that that was felt like a slap in the face but are we getting to the end of the world cup because holy hell that might be the most egregious thing on the entire card yeah um so i'm the sure one the final it came down to miz and ziggler and the miz kind of or so they, they threw out drew mcintyre and so while ziggler was looking at that the miz just Cheap shots him, you know, misses it up a bit. I'm like, okay, interesting. Because at that point, I assumed the Miz was going to lose and he was going to get fired. And then that would be the storyline. Because that would be neat. I would totally watch Miz versus Shane McMahon. And I would root for the Miz because Shane McMahon is the ultimate heel. He makes Daniel from the Karate Kid seem like a good guy. There is no worse human being in all of entertainment than Shane McMahon at this point. And then... The Miz tweaked his knee. Like, he didn't, but, like, it's obviously kayfabe, but he tweaked his knee, and then he's out. And so, like, oh, they're, they're going to f- do a non-finish. He's fired because of that, and that's why he's pissed. That's interesting. Nope. I'm in the match now because I'm here. I'm Shane McMahon. 
And then I beat up Ziggler. And then I'm the best in the world. I was hoping that Shane McMahon put himself in the match. He would lose. And then they get to go, you're fired. That was the rules you set forward. Like, at le- why did you put that whole caveat in there if it's not going to play into anything? So my theory is that was the written storyline and Shane went into business for himself. And he went to Ziggler and was like, you know I'm your boss. I'm going to win. I want that trophy in my, my den. Uh, when I saw uh, the – it was like Ms. Ziggler, as I was watching the Twitter feed of WWE come through on a tweet deck – and like one was like Miz, Miz hits something on Ziggler. I'm like, oh, maybe he's about to win, just like everybody thought. And then it said Shane McMahon wins and is the best in the world. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. I make missed a any step in there too. Sense. It's like what the hell? Like what? That he wasn't even a thing like a month, a week ago. And then he shows up on Tuesday and says, okay, now we're doing this match. Because Daniel Bryan doesn't want to go to Saudi Arabia, just like none of us should be going to Saudi Arabia. And I'm also back, and also now I'm going to fire the person if they lose to the Raw guy at uh, in the World Cup. And finally my guy gets injured, quote-unquote, in the World Cup, so I jump into his place. Like, what the hell? What, where does that come from? From the heart of the ultimate sense. heel. Shane McMahon yeah, is but the, the worst. But- but again, that's how we see it, and that but that's not how they're going to write it. That's no, not what's going to play not. out on TV, and that's but that's, that's incredibly frustrating. That's it's the long con. It's like Roman Reigns all over again, where they know they can make the ultimate heel by making him the ultimate face. Uh, they could have done that with John Cena, and then they that he just kind of petered out at the end. So. Um, I did like Randy Orton uh, when he was asked, you know, but what do you think about John Cena not going to Saudi Arabia? He's like, John Cena, does John Cena wrestle anymore? It's like, oh, shit. That was the perfect response. It was. It was It was also, unfortunately, a response that would usually start a feud, and I do not need to see a feud between 2018 John Cena and Randy Orton. No. He doesn't even have any earlobes to pull on. What are you going to do? <laughs> Burn his house down. P- pants him? Pull down his jorts? Tuck on That's his hair. Work, rip, rip off his JBL. <laughs> That's that sounds dirty in the way that I it shouldn't. Um, you told him to rip off his jorts. They're pulled. I down said his, pull down his jorts. Yeah, pull, pants him. That's He's gonna worse. have boxers on. Pull still. off his jorts. Uh, it just depends Do it, on Randy. what the, pull the JBL means. Uh, so there was one haircut. more match, and from what I heard, this was basically a comedy match. Was I DX versus it. Brothers of Destruction. I watched this on super fast forward. It was exactly it was super showdown with more more dudes, more old dudes. <laughs> but I heard it was, from what I had heard and saw the the screen grabs, uh, the botches. It it looked very very badly put together. And I also heard that Triple H apparently poor, tore his pectoral muscle and is uh, coming back to the states to have surgery already. Uh, so that I think that was part of it. I think Shawn Michaels had to carry more of the match than they planned on because of that. And what is not, you know, built for that right now, wasn't ready for that. But uh, to, to sum it up in one gift, there's a gift that somebody sent out of Triple H. Looks like he's probably whipping Undertaker into the barrier on the side. But both men just kind of run into the barrier and, like, get hurt by it. And it's like, what was supposed to happen there? Like, no one will ever know. It's just, it's just bizarre. And I... I I hope we're done with these guys for we're now. Not. We're not. We don't have any big overseas shows anymore. Uh, that we're going towards Survivor Series. That's not really a good 
place for them to keep fighting. Let's let's just end it. Oh, they could uh, do a survivors match of old old people. Oh, they, okay. Put that put that on like at, at the end. Make that the main event so I can just not watch it. Uh, well, this is my problem. I don't like that they keep putting things as the main event. It is nice so you can stop watching, but they could put it in the middle as like a halftime sideshow freak show sort of thing and i could go get some snacks or actually i would skip ahead because i watch things late but yeah that's so uh that's your card something it's it sounds like a, a, a not great card again i'm glad i didn't waste the time to watch it because outside of the the fun interplay in the world cup like you talked about uh just a lot of frustrating things coming out of it and also outside of lesnar being champ nothing happened and like as and far as someone we, had if, to be when champ. We come, well, yeah, yeah, if, but w- well, not necessarily. I I actually could have seen them like ha- having like a double countout or something, and nobody's still the champ, and they still do the championship match at Survivor Series or something. I would not have been that surprised to see that happen. But uh, outside of Lesnar, like no- they come to Monday and Tuesday, nothing. They that show never has to be talked about, which you know which also may be you know kind of uh, good for them, so they don't have to mention it again and get booed. That was. Uh, Fun to hear the Undertaker get booed just by saying at Crown Jewel. <laughs> Boo. There was one uh, moment. I think I'm pretty sure it was AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe, because that match was or that whole crowd was super face centric. Like normally when it was AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe, it was pretty equally you'd hear. Let's go AJ. Let's go Joe. Let's or AJ Styles. Let's go Joe. They did that and it was everyone. Let AJ Styles and then one dude in the front row was like, "Let's go, Chuck!" <laughs> it was hilarious. I loved it. The Crown Prince's son—he gets to say what he wants. Apparently, you don't silence him. I will silence you permanently. Ooh, too soon. Ah, uh, well, no, uh, not too soon. Would, yeah, People should be no. called out on that stuff. Um, I will say, so since I didn't actually watch it and you did, I don't know how much you fast forwarded through, but did you see any like propaganda for Saudi Arabia during the, the thing? Or I did, did they not, uh, but I, did they mention it? Like we're here in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia for crown jewel or did they just say we're at crown jewel? We're not going to mention where we're at. Honestly, I was so put off by how excited everyone was to see Hulk Hogan. Like that was the propaganda. Like, Hulk, that's the reason I got into wrestling. I'm like, Oh, don't tell me that Renee. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> I, I get it because Hulk Hogan got us all into wrestling, and that's that feels uncomfortable now. But it came crashing down, and it hurts inside. Yeah, exactly. And then now we're like, you know what? Maybe the guy with the snake was a better role model. He just destroyed <laughs> yeah, his family. The, the really creepy looking dude that yeah had to come back, and now we're happy he he's still alive and doing well, uh, yeah. doing as well as could be expected. Um, that was also another weird thing to see. Uh, Renee Young being there uh apparently she had like you know sleeves all the way up so she wouldn't accidentally show any arm skin or something like that yeah. but, but she I mean, was there calling the matches with uh cole and and graves yeah. and i found that to be uh interesting yeah she did great and i mean it wasn't to the point where it looked like it was a fashionable dress she was wearing it, it didn't look like they were specifically if you right. didn't know they were specifically doing it it wouldn't look like they were specifically doing it which was fine yeah but i also you know that the 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 cynic in me says oh is that what did they have did they require her to be on the show so it would be like more propaganda like see we're letting the women wear not uh uh i'm gonna get the name out wrong the hijab hijab, hijab. the thing that they wear on the head yeah uh i know it's not just called hood but uh yeah i it, i'm glad that's behind us we'll move on to survivor series now where uh nothing else nothing will matter once again because no titles are on the line everybody's fighting everybody 
and uh, but it should be a fun show, if nothing uh, else. Yeah, so. I like Survivor Series. I always like Champion versus Champion stuff. I like, I, I like it. It'll be fine. I Rousey Lynch is probably my most looked forward to match that they've announced so far. So uh, I'm actually really looking forward to AJ Brock because the last one was the best Brock Lesnar match we got of last year. And yes, I I really yes. think they need to take Brock Lesnar down a notch, and I think AJ Styles should do it. I'm fine with that. I wish we still had money in the bank uh, in play so we could just <laughs> get that over with too and have somebody win the title because yeah. uh, another the groundhog saw its shadow or whatever and now we have six more months of Brock Lesnar non-matches. Well, so wait, so isn't he fighting Cormier and don't they want Cormier to come be an announcer? Like, could we have an announcer champion? Like, if they fight... He's not officially fighting anybody. They haven't signed any matches. It's all rumors and... uh they have said that yes, they would like for him to be an announcer, and I, I think that's actually probably going to happen next year when SmackDown goes to Fox. But, it sounds like because they want that they want SmackDown on Fox to be much more of a sports show and not an entertainment show. Apparently, yeah, yeah, yeah. They want um, to go more along with their football stuff and everything, baseball. So th- they may bring him in and say, "Hey, he's our new announcer because we're paying you like a billion dollars. You have to do what we say." Uh, so I was and, against and, that, um, but. I think, I mean, like that's kind of the strong suit of of NXT is that it is more competition focused. It's more, it feels more like a sport. And I'll be honest, the kickoff show for Crown Jewel, which I can't believe I tuned in for, but I really wanted to watch Rusev. I'm not gonna, I can't believe I'm gonna say this. It had Coachman, David Otunga, and Booker T in suits behind a desk, and they did a good job. <laughs> yeah. It was weird, but the, yeah. the, the the three least popular personalities in the history of WWE broadcasting all together in a not wrestling kind of setup. It was a very, it felt very sportsy. They did great. I mean, Coachman's always better at sportsy stuff than anything else, but yeah, I, I was surprised. Yeah. Um, so that's your, that's your crown jewel evolution wrap up. Um, like I said, we're moving on from those shows now. We're moving towards Survivor Series and also NXT TakeOver War Games. I forget where they're having it, but that's probably tacked onto the name, the end of that name as well. So uh, lots more wrestling come up. You never have to worry about missing out on the wrestling. But that will officially do it for this episode of Pro Grapplers. Thank you very much for listening. If you liked it, please subscribe. You can subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. Leave us a review while you're there, if that's possible. You can find us on Twitter at pgrapplers individually. I am the at the Jason Sigler, and I am at Idaho. We'll talk at you next week on the greatest podcast in the history of our sport. I'm amazing Jason Sigler, and I somehow remain Steve the Shinkaker Shinny. We are putting Crown Jewel in our rear view and looking forward to another several months of Brock Lesnar matches. Damn it. Oh, I, you know who's going to save us from Brock Lesnar? Shane McMahon. Here on Pro Grapplers. <laughs> Most depressing ending in the history of our podcast. <laughs> What you gonna say, Pro Grapplers? Pro Grapplers! Sorry, I forgot. Pro Grapplers. There, now you have some options.